Welcome back, everyone. How are you doing? Good. Okay. So, um, today we will be talking about opinion columns. Um, we'll be comparing two new articles which are classified as well opinion columns, um, which is one of my favorite type of articles. Uh, we will see what their characteristics are, and we will inspect them to find logos, pathos, and ethos, like we usually do. We will then use this to see which one is better, uh, and why. So, let's begin. Now, first of all, what are opinion columns? How do they differ from editorials and op-eds? To begin with, opinion columns are weekly reports written by one writer and are usually adapted for a specific audience. This could be football fans, cooks, or even grumpy middle-aged people who critique society as a hobby. Doesn't matter. So, the column we will be first looking at is written by Janet Stevens, a 30-year-old woman who wrote about loving your body at any age, and especially during this pandemic. After researching more on Jenna, I found that she mainly writes for women her age who need just a bit of a boost in their self-esteem, chiefly because she herself has suffered from an eating disorder. We already know that this is an opinion column, as the article states with the big letter I, right from the beginning. Opinion columns are written in the first person and are more relaxed than the previous articles we've seen. This one starts off in a very interesting way by a quote from a friend. Quote unquote, I've lost my mascara, and do you know what's the worst thing? My friend rails. I didn't even notice. For context, this is a woman who permed her eyelashes in the first lockdown. End of quote. When I read this, I instantly wanted to know more, even though I don't relate to this in any way. I just need to know. That's how you know this is a good opinion column. And if that isn't enough, this quote is followed up by something which is called a kicker. Quote unquote. So imagine it as a, the cosmetic equivalent of Stevie Wonder waking up to tone deaf or Jeff Bezos suddenly caring deeply about workers' rights. End of quote. So is this a weird phrase? Yes. Am I confused? Maybe. But does this make me want to read even more? Definitely. So then we proceed. So this is a short opinion column which doesn't have much space for logos. And if it did have a lot of logos, it wouldn't connect to the reader as much as it does now. Instead, it is filled with pathos. The closest Jenna gets to Logos is when she tells the reader about the historical time when the French women who were dressing up as an act of rebellion against the Nazis. Um, explaining her use of this information by elaborating, quote unquote. The message was, you may have stripped our country of everything we have, which you will not trample our creative flair of spirit, end of quote. Indeed, she highlights the main meaning behind this article with this phrase and strongly relies on her opinion, emotions, and thoughts to put out strong and witty points, such as this one, quote-unquote. We all emerged from this pandemic older, grieving, and unkept. 
Remember that the very small act of getting dressed up could well be a way of finding ourselves again. End of quote. Very inspirational. As she ends the article in a powerful manner, leaving the reader something to think about. Considering ethos, the author uses it once as she makes use of a quote said by an intelligent Lebanese television host, um, Raymond Boutros, who commented on the civil war in her country. Quote unquote, Fashion is like a flower in a vase. It helps you forget the horrors of yesterday and cope with tomorrow. End of quote. Jenna uses Raymond's popularity in order to show her audience that she isn't the only one who thinks that we should dress up however we want and whenever we want. She's trying to show us that even an individual like Raymond Butchers thinks this way. So this article is short but definitely succeeds in making the reader feel stronger and more confident. And I would even say that it makes me want to take out my best outfit, put on my favorite perfume and put on mascara just to go downstairs and eat cereal out of a bowl. So now we move on to the second reading log, which is reading which is written by Sam Dowling, who will tell us about the issue he faced with his eating disorder during lockdown. A similar topic to um, the first opinion column. Once again, a personal topic which few readers can relate to. Now, what I first noticed is this deep byline. I had slowly pieced together a support system, but lockdown left me alone with a disease that thrives on solitude. End of quote. It is sad, but makes us curious to know the reason for him feeling in such way. We read on to find a kicker right from the beginning. I feel self-loathing. I feel fat. I feel glutinous. And my mind equates that to worthlessness, to failure. Again. End of quote. It is another personal feeling he shares with the vast presence of the article I. Once again, I think that this opening is a good way to connect with the reader, especially if they have experienced this feeling. The feeling of their eating disorder blocking them from thinking and living normally, making them want to read further on in order to find out about the writer's experience. So, when you look at this opinion column, we see that it is much longer than the first one we saw. It also involves much more emotions, sensations, or in other words, pathos. He talks about how quickly his disorder crippled back to him and how he started noticing his approach. In some way, this opinion column looks like a very expressive monologue of the writer, which in some cases is what an opinion column is. We can especially notice this in the phrases like, quote unquote, my support structure, painstakingly pieced together over years, was ripped away overnight. End of quote. See, it is dramatic, emotional, and sharp. The author wants the reader to understand his worry, and by doing so, to connect with him. We also notice that he often refers to the eating disorder as the ED, which is often how victims of it refer to his disease. 
this element demonstrates um, his main aim for the audience. In a way, we can say that Sam uses the technique of exposing his disorder and of telling the story through little details to show the readers that they can truly trust him, which I would say looks more like ethos to me. As for Logos, there isn't any. He doesn't use any facts, any stories, any anecdotes. He doesn't use anything to support the argument. He just relies on emotions, purely on emotions and mainly on pathos. So, finally, let's talk about comparing. Which is better? Honestly, this is a bit of a hard decision for me. Both articles check out all of the needed criteria for opinion columns, and both do it very well. However, I did find myself enjoying the first opinion column more. It was definitely much shorter than the second one and had less room for emotion language, whereas the second one was very detailed and filled with pathos. Nevertheless, the first one was just so powerful that it stuck in my head and got me very interested in the topic. Um, the second one was very passionate, but a bit too detailed. It lacks a good kicker in the middle of it to keep the reader going. Not only that, but it goes into so much detail that you forget that the main aim of this article. Which finally is my statement and puts this podcast to an end. Although both opinion columns are well structured and interesting to read, the first one of Jenna Stevens was more bold and straight to the point. So this one was a long one, but thank you very much for sticking through. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. See you next time. Bye.